Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your reward. Again, promo code B-L-E-A-V. That spells BELIEVE. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the first episode of the week of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And I'm here as always with my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Playoff Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, we're rolling. You know, surviving advance when the... When our first playoff games were on to the West Finals, so excited about that to be in a very, very cold Winnipeg, Manitoba, where the high will be 20 degrees Fahrenheit. The high? The Oof. high. Couldn't be me. Um, <laughs> hey, but that, those are the sacrifices you got to make to to be in the hunt, to to get down to the end of the season and compete for a championship. Um those are the things you have to do sometimes. So a uh, shout out to you and the BC Lions for doing your thing and moving on to the next round. Uh, I took a peek over at your Instagram story. And anytime I see another win for the good guys, I know it was a good day uh, for Josh. So good stuff there, Josh. We'll be talking more about UCLA football and its chances in the college football playoff next episode because we're recording this on Monday and we'll get... um where the new ranking is for UCLA coming off the win over Arizona State at Arizona State. Um, we'll see where they fall in the playoff rankings. They were number, uh, it gets all confusing because the AP poll, they they were ninth, they were ninth in the AP poll, 12th in the CFP poll when it initially came out. So we'll see how they are on Tuesday. Um, so good stuff from UCLA. We do have some concerns, though, about the Bruins coming out of this game. Josh, you watched the game. Uh, when you first hear Zach Charbonnet is available, apparently, but unavailable uh, because he was in pads, but not on the field. Uh, w- what was your initial thought? What what's what's holding him back? What's going on? It's mm-hmm. like, why? Why have him dressed up if he's not going to play? Let, let him be in street clothes, you know? It's kind of, um, I was like, he's teasing, he's teasing, mm-hmm. you know, teasing the team, teasing the fans, te- you know, like why, why even have him dressed the whole time knowing he's not going to play? If that's the case, yeah, just, to, you know, tell him to get in street clothes, 
<laughs> you know, stop teasing the folks. No. Um, so this is something I, I'm curious to ask you about. But first, uh, so Charbonnet um, apparently practiced all week. He was made available to the media. Josh, tell me if I'm wrong. Usually if you're available for the media. You're playing. You're playing, right? They, they I mean, Charbonnet doesn't always talk to the media as it is. Um, but it, if you get it, if you, if you get in Charbonnet, um, you're thinking he's playing. I think he was playing. Everyone thinks he's playing. The only thing... I mean, he had the bandages coming out of the Stanford game. DTR had a few of them. Um, I think, again, at practice, Charbonnet was seen with some bandages bandages on. I don't think the bandages were necessarily the issue. Um, I think I said it last episode. I think the bandages, because when we interviewed him, I'm you know I'm pretty close to him, and it looks like it's just covering up scrapes and stuff um, whenever those may have happened. But um, it was kind of weird because even on the broadcast, Mark Healthfridge, former OC for Chip Kelly at Oregon. I don't know if it was him or Noah Eagle. Both of them were on the broadcast. They kind of like maybe it's discipl- disciplinary action or or punishment for Charbonnet. And I'm like, I don't know what Charbonnet could have done. I don't think Charbonnet is the guy. Charbonnet is about his business at this point. I think the last thing he's doing is getting himself in trouble. Um, I thought it was just kind of weird. They even mentioned it. I don't know who, which one of the broadcasters or what mentioned it, but I know it kind of came up and I was going to tweet something like that's kind of stupid, but you never know. But I just don't know what he would, he, if it was something and Josh, maybe you can answer this one too, Josh. If, if, if it he, was some discipline, he wouldn't have made the trip. That's exactly what I was going to ask. He and probably he wouldn't have even been He on definitely the trip. wouldn't have been. Yeah. If, if yeah. it was disciplinary, he wouldn't make the trip. Let alone in pads. Out. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. wouldn't have been, been there. He would have been at home. Chip Kelly said that, he couldn't go after going through some uh, pregame stuff. And again, that's more than the normal Chip Kelly. He's unavailable. So I have to take that at his word. Um, he was fine throughout practice. I remember, you know, obviously, the, like I mentioned, the Stanford game was pretty physical and he ran for 198 yards against Stanford. So I was curious to see how he was going to look in practice last week. And so I had an eye on him and he looked fine to me for the most part, from what I was able to see during media availability. So there was no indication that he wasn't going to play. Um, he was just kind of a late scratch. Kind of reminds me of Cam Rising, the quarterback from Utah. I'm on that random Thursday game, I guess two weeks ago now, who was all the way up until pregame, about 30 minutes out, just says he he's not at the level he needs to be or isn't comfortable enough um, to go today. So maybe that was the case with Charbonnet. I mean, I would rather you be precaution, uh, take the precaution with him now um, and instead of just trying to burn him and, and just ride him all the way um, down the road. So, you know, I think it was the right thing. <laughs> Obviously, it was the right thing because the running game was still pretty effective there for UCLA. So, yeah. And and another thing, which um, I was making um, some tacos earlier. I was telling you before the show, Josh. And I was I was jumping and ducking and dodging the grease when I was making my taco shells. Like, DTR was hurtling over dudes. Um any just your initial thoughts on Charbonnet and then we'll and then we'll get into to DTR. Well, actually not Charbonnet, but the running game itself, and then we'll get into DTR. I mean, we could start with, with Charbonnet still though. But, um, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting though, because like early in the year, you know, we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, is he gonna play? Is he not? He's dressed, and then he I think that was play. Alabama State game, I think. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the next game. Like last week, <laughs> it doesn't. It and it's like when he plays, it doesn't seem like anything's like bothering him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like, yeah, kind of strange. Is like what 
what is the injury like what is is it a a muscle thing is it a you know a ligament a tendon like tendonitis type situation like mm-hmm. it's something that's just lingering that you know or something that actually needs attention because when he starts when he's in the game you wouldn't know. i don't see anything <laughs> i don't see anything holding him back so and he doesn't um, show any emotion so as it is so he doesn't really grimace or like show any sort of I'm saying, indication I, of pain or i feel anything. like i don't yeah i don't see like limping or like you know mm-hmm. him trying to favor a side or not mm-hmm. when he's in the game it's full so that's kind of interesting he's like you said if he was practicing all week and then did not for the game you know just probably protecting him keeping him mm-hmm. like safe and trying to you know protect his draft stock as much as possible probably not want to leak any any insight any information yep. to an opponent you know that would try to take advantage maybe go of after yeah go you know go after him so but is really it was really impressive to see what the offense did um with yeah Charbonnet not playing and at times Kaz going down um at times Keegan Jones going down yeah and it was like it didn't it it didn't matter they were going to keep going and when and i think chip said it it's like when a team knows that you're going to run the ball and you can still run the ball mm-hmm. you can you, you're you're going to win the you know what i'm saying yeah you're doing your thing you're going to win mm-hmm. the game so um like very 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 impressed with the run game kaz stepping up doing big things being a warrior out there fighting through adversity Dorian doing his thing, making it look like a video game. Yep. Just making guys look silly. And then even Keegan Jones. I'm I'm upset that Keegan didn't get a hundred yards. Yes. I don't That's think crazy. I've ever seen UCLA with three hundred yard rushers. Um mm-hmm. and him to be two yards away with ninety-eight. And it's not like even, he lost then, any yards or anything like that. It just Yeah, so close. And even like Colson Yankov's coming in and stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's testament to Coach Foster, as we always say. I yep. mean, he's coaching and training guys, you know, from different positions, did, different positions. Charbonnet, Charbonnet, Charbonnet is one of one, but mm-hmm. to have guys be able to come in and not only just get the job done, but like dominate, that's really yeah. impressive. Um, and I mean, I I love it. You gotta you gotta love when your you, when your offense is operating like that because it mm-hmm. they it's just each, easier as a defense. Each guy who they had four different uh guys rush the ball for UCLA. Casimir Allen, 137 yards, 120 yards for Dorian. Keegan Jones had 98 yards, as you mentioned, 48 yards for Colson Yankov. The other thing about it is is all four of those ball carriers, each one of them scored at least one touchdown. Dorian had two rushing. The longest run for all of them was at the very least 22 yards. Keegan Jones had 22 yards on a run, and that was the lowest, um, or, or I mean, uh, of the longest plays, that was probably their low. So each one of them had an explosive play, more or less. Um, yeah, I mean, anything they wanted to do in the backfield, they could have they could put me back there and I could have picked up 15 yards on, on, on a good day if I really had to. Um, they couldn't do any wrong. And it just makes me wonder, though, how, what Charbonnet's stat line would have looked like if he was the main back, the only back back there. That would have been that 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 could have been a that could have been like a Heisman kind of game, not a moment, but like a game like, 
y'all need to kind of recognize. But again, that's what Chip's talking about, though. That's almost a perfect example because let's say Charbonnet did have 300 yards rushing or, or, or 250, right? Mm-hmm. A late night game. And that's that exposure he's talking about. What highlight would it have been on? What, you know, who who would have saw it? The Heisman voters, more or less, most of them would have been in bed. Like, that's the kind of stuff Chip's talking about. So, again, the, the, they're not worried about the Heisman. Dorian and, and, and Charbonnet, they just want to win. And, uh, you know, regardless of what it takes and who's out there, the Bruins are confident they'll get it done on offense. And they did their thing. Um, probably, it looks look at Dorian um, passing. He was 13 for 20, 196, uh, 169 yards, two touchdowns. He got sacked twice, but Josh, why did he throw an interception on the first play of the game? Do you know? Like, did you see it? I kind of had forgotten about it because it was so early in the game. But like, what I had got on the game a little late. I had missed. Okay. That was, yeah, that, I wasn't you, at the house I, yet. Missed it. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, this is going to be a close one. It, and they started. Mm-hmm. They started to roll. It um, was a. It was a little worrisome. Just like first play of the game. What it? Uh, I don't know. I I haven't looked too much at it because it was. It, but it it was just so early on in the game. It makes you wonder. Like it made you kind of think for a second. Like, oh, are we gonna get the old Dorian tonight? Like, what 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 are we doing here? A little bit. But I think too. It's like I think he bounced back nicely from it. Um, and, and you know he kind of brushed it off. Um, he didn't let it affect him because especially maybe even maybe even a younger Dorian, but younger quarterbacks, if you throw an interception that early and especially if the Arizona State is able to turn around and turn into points, it was a field goal. The defense hold on, held on and prevent it from being a touchdown um, that could have, you know, that could have just rattled a, a young quarterback right away. Obviously, Dorian's not a young quarterback in his fifth year, but um, what what the. Um, can you take anything out of that? Is it good to just get it out of the way? If you're going to have a turnover, just get it early, get it out of the way or what? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like he's been doing I mean, so good. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it shows his maturity of not letting that interception mm-hmm. affect him. And then it's as far as the team, just getting back on page and, you know, being in a way, you know, different environment than home. Mm-hmm. A, a interception in the beginning can easily be, be momentum that, you know, the home team can take off of. Yep. So it was good for the team to, you know, get back a course. Um, and like I said, they were just a, other than that, like the mm-hmm. offense was super efficient. They didn't have to, they didn't have to go for a fourth down this week. Wow. I didn't even notice that. I mean, nine for 11 on third down, just two punts. Mm-hmm. They, they were rolling. I mean, they, they were, it, it was for the offense. It was very dominant. You know, um, what it seemed like whatever they wanted, they could get. I'm looking at the receptions and it's like, damn, I didn't realize. So Jake Bobo had 64 yards on three catches and Casimir uh, Allen had four catches for 63 yards. Outside of that, everyone else had just one catch. So they out of 13 total, they really just ran the ball. <laughs> they really just ran the ball and just did what and they the, wanted. And yeah, that's that's dominant. That's a dominant offense, dominant game where mm-hmm. you can. Like was Chip saying, I mean, when they know you're running it and they can't stop you, it's yep. gonna be a long day for them. Yep. Over uh, 400 rushing yards, like, yeah, I, I, I've never really seen us dominate the run game like that, and and like win in this in this fashion with just running the ball. 
Now we got to talk about your defense here, Josh. Because that's where I'm disappointed. Because okay, so they had a great second quarter. Uh, didn't allow any points in the second quarter. I don't know what they were doing at halftime, but here's what I heard on the radio on the UCLA Bruins talk show after the game um, on one of the local Fox radio stations. They were saying that on the radio broadcast for UCLA um, on the sideline. So that would have been Wayne Cook. I think he said that the guys on defense were talking to the Arizona State fans on the sideline during the second half. And that they were just maybe kind of big chilling and resting on their laurels because they had a big lead there. Um, something like that. Are they are they getting a little little too cocky on the road or, or what's going on? Because you can't let you can't let Arizona even let you can't even let them get back into that game. I mean, I know it was a comfortable lead. They kind of what do they allow at least 14 points in each of the last two quarters? Well, they 15 in the third, 11 in the fourth. I don't know. It, it, when you look at it, it doesn't look like much, but it's just kind of like, what is the defense doing? And Bill McGovern wasn't there. Bill McGovern wasn't there for a second straight week, um, which was weird because he was at practice and stuff. He was at practice on Monday in the office for meetings, but not out on the field. So we'll kind of keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, so defensive coordinator wasn't there, but I don't know. They kind of, they kind of need to kind of tighten up the ship there, Josh, don't they? Yeah, I mean, if if we want to go to where we want to go, then, you know, you can't get lax. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like. It just looked, you know, at the end, it, you know, sloppy and just guys, like you said, guys had already kind of checked out and already, you know, got comfortable that, mm-hmm. you know, the offense was rolling and the game was over. And kind of let Arizona State back into the game, like, for a while, you're like, dang, Arizona State got some momentum. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Luckily, like the offense did their thing to finish it out, but um, it was it it was it was disappointing. I would say it like as a fan, as a alumni, as a you know, just because seeing the trajectory of this team and like mm-hmm. how good they can be, like just finish. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the kind of stuff that right there. Look. Josh, you can't, if you're this defense, you can't do that this week against Arizona with Jane Delora, um, Cowing, and some of these other guys they have on this receiving core. You can't do that because they're going to go like pace for pace with you offensively because they're just going to sling the ball around and whatever Dorian does, Jane Delora is pretty much going to do a lot of the same. And it's going to come down to that one explosive play, that one mistake. And how this off, how this defense for UCLA is going to respond. That's where the game is going to be won or lost this week, if you ask me. Is this is on defense and how they handle that? Because Dorian and the offense are going to do their thing. I know the defense is going to score. Or I know the offense is going to score for Arizona, but it's what do they do? How how they've been doing? They're going to get some of these turnovers. They got to do something that's going to help separate uh, UCLA's offense and what the points they score on the scoreboard from Arizona. Um, and again, that was kind of some of the difference we saw there with the Oregon game. There weren't really those um, impactful turnovers that we saw. So Jane Delora could make a mistake or two, but if you're if if UCLA is not showing up to hold their end of the bargain on defense, then you might not get a close more than a close game. You might get your first or another conference out, and you don't need that when you're this close 
from everything you've ever worked for in your college career. 100%. So, I don't know, Josh. What 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 do you think Chip Kelly is telling him? I know tackling was was something um that he mentioned and put an emphasis on again this week. Um and I I think that's going to be the case, but when you know you have deep threats um on the opposing team that week, what is the game plan? What are the coaches putting an emphasis on? Um, I know you're not really in the secondary room, but what maybe are they telling the secondary? And then what are they telling the linebackers when it comes to pass coverage for some deep threat guys that Arizona that Arizona has? I mean, it's being disciplined, being disruptive when you can, um, keeping your technique, you know, certain things like that, you know, keeping your eyes where they need to be, you know, not um, – not we say like biting the cheese, you know, mm-hmm. where the things a lot of times with crossing routes and things like that, you have things running in front of your face underneath just to try to draw your attention, you know, so like a quarterback could throw something behind you, you know. And you so they allowed the Arizona State running back um to have such an effect. And I mean, as a linebacker, I would take that personal as far as we never want the running back to lead the team not only rushing for almost 100, mm-hmm. but lead the team in receiving the ball as well. Um, so I would, you know, as a linebacker, I'd take that personal, you know, what we need to do moving forward. And like I said, going back to just being a dominant defense, finishing things out, you know, I would try to make this Arizona game. I know we're not looking ahead. Yep. But we kind of are. Mm-hmm. This needs to be another dominant win going into the SE week. I mean, nah, it's, it's going to be a complete effort. I wouldn't just say the linebackers need to, mm-hmm. um, you know, set the tone. But if we, you know, good pass rush, good coverage from the back end, that's a dominant defense. So Devin Kirkwood uh, was asked about dur- uh, for Chip Kelly on Monday's practice. I don't know if he got hurt at all uh, during the Arizona State game, but he was unavailable for practice today. Um, so that's something we'll keep an eye out for. Um, I don't know if it's anything serious, but I'll be out at practice on Tuesday and I'll have um, an update on that for our next podcast. Um, but on that, what was I, what was I thinking about? Um, I was thinking about something, but I blinked. Um, anyways, real quick, they did have a rainy practice today. Does that impact the way they practice or prepare at all? Um, I mean, we're, we don't get a whole lot of rain in SoCal as it is, but does that change things up or is that just continue to practice normal? Hey, it's a wet ball situation, like no big deal. Or how do they go about handling those practices any different at UCLA? I mean, you need to go to practice without, you know, worried about the, the factors of trying to get the most out of it. Even if, you know, your game is not expected to have rain. I don't know what the forecast is and, so um, this, I don't think this it's supposed weekend. to rain on game day, but we're going to get rain here like at least the next couple days. I think just just making it not a distraction mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, trying to go into a regular preparation, not thinking so much about that. Oh, I remembered what I was going to ask, you know, thank you for um, allowing me to buy a little time there. So uh, we said we weren't looking ahead. Um, the players might not be, but I am. No, uh, I was talking on the Twitter spaces on uh, on Twitter, of course, um, earlier today uh, with the with the good folks that support the podcast and support what we're doing on Twitter. Um, and some good points were made. It actually kind of brought 
this to my attention. So they have to win this game. Like, there's no wiggle room. They're in the point where if they lose a game, they're kind of out of the conference title race if everyone else wins out. I'm not so worried about this game, though. That's the that's the thing, though. That, I know that that is the thing of not worrying about it. But I just feel like I don't know. It is okay. disappointing how the defense played in the second half. But beyond besides that, this team has came out and been consistent and dominant no matter the opponent, no matter the mm-hmm. situation. It's been pre- they've been pretty level headed. You know what I'm saying? They don't yes. get too high, don't get too low. The the defense has had lapses at times, but the offense mm-hmm. has been pretty, you know, they're going to score points. Okay, Josh, you mentioned Coach Fish last week, and I was going to start talking about it, and you said we're going to save it for next week. This is this week. Tell me about Coach Fish, and, and tell me he's not going to try and cause a headache for this defense. Is that not this next episode, though? Are we doing it today? I thought this is the I mean, we could No, we could do it today because we got to talk about college playoff stuff and everything else. Um, See the thing. The thing about Coach Fish is the man is a genius. Like mm-hmm. offense wise, it's like he. It's like really chess moves to him. Like he sees two, three plays ahead. Mm-hmm. Like he would tell the offense things are going to happen for them, and it happens. The ball is going to go. Like you get the ball here, it's going to go here. We're going to do it. Like mm-hmm. the Texas A and M game. They knew yep. I don't know how they like Coach Fish was telling them all these touchdowns there and get it before they got him. Really? And the way that I've seen him like build his playbook and scheme it up. Um and because you're a de- against, you're a defender, you you're going against a lot of the stuff that he's doing, right? Yeah, going against how many years were you camp? with them? How many years were one. you with them at just the one year? Okay. Just one, but I've seen enough to mm-hmm. to like see the way he builds in his playbook and like to go against it and mm-hmm. set things up to like put you to sleep. And then there's a counter off of it. Or just like, then you start guarding this one a certain way and there's a counter off of it. Then you start guarding this way and there's a counter off of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, that's how the, like he is with his offense. It's like, like the way it's almost like scripted out to a T and like, that's the way, you know, I think he's one of those, as we as we say, you know, Chip's one of those genius like mm-hmm. wizards of football. I think that Coach Fish is also from that same tree. And yeah. like you said, they have quarterback, they got weapons, they got, you know, mm-hmm. offense. The defense definitely has to step up this week. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Arizona can stop UCLA's offense. Okay. So just even though I just wanted to make sure because I just wanted to check in on about Coach Fish because everything you said, none of that still scares you about the defense. You're, you're still Coach okay Fish, with... great guy, great coach, <laughs> but, but that's not going to matter this week. Okay. Okay. You're that confident in, in the offense and in the, I guess the defense too, but you're confident that the Bruins will, will overcome that. 100%. Okay. Especially if Charbonnet plays. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, I don't know how familiar you are you are with DJ Warnell. I think he's on the he transferred from UCLA to Arizona. Um mm-hmm. and is I've heard I've watched a few, just kind of had it on in the background, some Arizona games, and I hear his name pop up every once in a while. Um 
anything on him. I, I didn't get to see a whole lot of him. His name didn't pop up a lot during, uh, you know, when, when I was covering the team while he was there, but, but anything on him, I mean, I, I've heard his name. Uh, Oh, he wasn't, was remember, he not around? I remember the news. He was not, he was not. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But I know coach Kafusi mm-hmm. is yep. on that staff. Great guy. Uh, that was one of the most fun rooms. Like I would say with me and Shea Pitts and Keyshawn Lucia South and some other guys, mm-hmm. coach Fusi, great guy. Like one of the, one of the, the best, you know, genuine coaches I've ever dealt with. I mean, a legend. He was a baller at Utah. And I know I'm just happy that, you know, he's still coaching and doing his thing. He's doing his thing. I think he was even out at that Bosco modern day game that I was, um, but I didn't even rec- I didn't even recognize him because he wasn't on the staff this year, um, like he was in previous years. I probably would have recognized. Obviously, he probably would have worn a UCLA shirt. But um, I think that was when Arizona was in town for the to play USC that week mm-hmm. as well. But talk, talk about a, a guy that can pack a punch. Mm-hmm. That's one of the guys you never wanted him to demonstrate the drill on you. <laughs> he doesn't take it lightly on you. Massive pause. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, is he was he an is he an energy guy? Does he bring does he bring the energy? Does he bring like is he just like a pull you aside kind of fundamental like break things down to you or, or what kind of coach? What like what kind of coach was he like it when he's pulling you aside? When I'm, was he aggressive or he's like he a like, chill uncle? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Player guy, but he's definitely like the chill uncle. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. If he was a player, then he, he's probably able to relate to you guys a little bit better. And I don't think he's like that much older either. He's not like too old, I don't think. Right. Um, no. Okay. Um, anything else from the Arizona State game kind of stand out to you? Maybe the quarterback stats. I mean, again, this is the guy who's only had like two or three starts, but he's familiar with the offense. Um, I'm trying to just think if there's. They got sacks. We haven't heard too much from Lachu recently. Got I mean, half a see, sack. I mean, watching the game, yeah, he was in on pressure. It wasn't like he—he's mm-hmm. just not showing you know, up in the stat sheet, really. Just just because you don't you didn't get the sack doesn't mean you weren't right. You know, but he's being accounted. A lot of it is even if he's not having a a good statistical night, he still has to be accounted for, right? So sometimes that's what it is. Is maybe they're they're putting two guys on him or they're doing something to keep him out of plays, right? Because that's kind of the thing. I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but that's what they do with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald may have a quiet night, but that doesn't mean it was quiet because he probably had two dudes on him or three dudes. Um, is Lachu kind of yeah. at that point? or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to worry about uh, – I mean, I think he would be the guy they might, you know, try to double, but that's just going to mm-hmm. open up for other guys like the Murphy Twins. Um, guys, when Bo Calvert comes in, um, you know, and that that that's what that's what I like about having guys like a, like a Osa, mm-hmm. uh, someone that is gonna cause create so much havoc that they have to double him, and it it gives you one on ones across the board for the other guys, and just makes room for other guys to make plays. So I think we see that at times, but I think he's getting the pressure there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. They're not nobody has been able to I feel like eliminate him. No so. doubt. No doubt about it. And the 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 Murphy twins, they're 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 some chippy dudes. They're like super nice and humble, like they seem like good dudes raised well and whatnot. But it's like 
I don't know if they be trying to be like sneaky or something, but they be getting like unsportsmanlike like conduct penalties and stuff. And I think that I don't know if maybe if one of if 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 someone pushes or there's some extra after a play on one of the twins, the other twin isn't about it, and he goes and he tries to get in on it. Um, yeah, but I they're, love that. they're always kind of in the middle of something and I kind of like it too. But at the same time, it's like, you just got to be careful about it too. Like they got to just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just be on it. Cause they're, it's kind of like, if you're watching on the TV, you kind of just see the camera on them on one of them just by themselves. Like, and they're getting called for a penalty and you're like, man, you really can't be having some of that happen. Um, so, and I think that's some of the stuff they have to clean up. Um, Real quick, as we wrap things up, Josh, and we'll be talking more about the Arizona State and the college football playoffs in the next episode. Um, yeah, Arizona and the college football playoff in the next episode. Uh, any thoughts on some of the moves that Dorian had there? He did one where he hurdled a dude. He did some sort of like, uh, it kind of reminded me like, you know, when you when you spin on a bat. and you, Oh, when he spun on the ground? When he spun on the ground yes. with his hand and all that. Any any Anything on, on, on some of the things he's doing in that regard just athletically i think my favorite thing about it is, is i mean he's having fun and he's a mm-hmm. i mean being a dog with it but the maturity and the 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 ball security you know and the you know moving forward from it you know not just dwelling on a play that you just did and mm-hmm. not being in the mindset to okay let's keep going you know so he's you growing know- up a lot and it's 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 a wonderful thing to see him just flourishing now and Really, I mean, he's on his way to being the all-time everything yep. record holder. He just set another record. Well, no, he tied a record with Cade McNown as the uh, – for most quarterback starts, he's now tied with McNown uh, at, tw- at 44 starts. So this week uh, in the Rose Bowl, he'll become the all-time leader in quarterback starts with 45. I believe it's 45. Um and then he's like, he might be like three, four hundred yards away it, from it's, like. It's a, gonna be. He's gonna kind of be like how LeBron is. Like, you mm-hmm. played, you played the most games. You're gonna have all everything. Anything, you better have, any, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any stat right. you want, you're gonna be. Right. You're gonna be right. the number one across the board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy though, because a lot of stat, a lot of the year, a lot of the records that he's breaking were records that were broken in like two years and stuff like that. But that's what happens when you're, you know, you're kind of part of a rebuild in a way as he was in the first couple of years as he was kind of figuring things out as a freshman and as a sophomore. Um, one thing I think for me, as we kind of wrap things up again here, Josh, um, I think you mentioned ball security. I think there was a handoff or two that maybe uh, with Casimir that they kind of need to work on. I think the ball got out of the hands a few times. I mean, the thing about that, though, is, you know, Cash probably is not getting that many reps at running back. Mm-hmm. He's probably getting more reps at practice at receiver. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's a, just a familiarity thing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about that moving forward, especially practicing this week. I don't know if they're practicing as if they're going to have Charbonnet. Are they practicing as if Cass <laughs> is starting? Or are they practicing as he going to start? Like, you know. But it should be sorted out with whoever is going to start should be, you know, getting all these reps at practice. So it should be comfortable come Saturday. Should be comfortable. I'll find out. I'll be out at practice on Tuesday. So make sure you guys check back in and download, subscribe, share the podcast, and we'll have more updates for you. Um, This has been the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Make sure you guys 
continue to listen and we'll give you all you need to know throughout the rest of the season and hopefully during the playoff run. Thank you again, Josh. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.